Welcome to Tabernacle of Praise, Church of God in Christ, where we believe in encouraging, empowering, and equipping people to live victoriously through Jesus Christ. Join us now as we enter into our worship experience. We pray that this service will be a blessing to you and your life. team will know what to say. They've already practiced it. Hallelujah. We put the words on the screen so you can say it, so see it, so you can know what to say. So you can sing along with them. So that you can say, I love you, Jesus. I worship and adore you. Just want to tell you this is the great to tell it. Come on, everybody say it. I love you, Jesus. I worship and adore you. Just want to tell you. it sound good to the Lord. Come on, our chance to serenade him for all of his blessings toward us. Lord, I honor the Lord. Let's honor the Lord for this day, this time, this season. The things that he is enabling us to enjoy. Good health. Hallelujah. The blessings of the Lord. Peace of mind. Hallelujah. We honor the Lord on today. Amen. We're going to go right into the word of the Lord, but let me just make one more announcement. I'm going to ask all of the brethren immediately after service if you will meet me uh, in the multi-purpose room in the back we've got a little bit of unfinished business to take care of with respect uh, a memorial day may is a pretty busy time for us and so we're we're prayerful and hopeful amen that every man will actually uh, meet us back there get under the load enable us certainly to serve the people of the Lord amen which has been our honor and privilege for over 28 years God bless you on this morning 
I would that you'd go with me to the word of the Lord. Uh, I, I want to speak uh, in general to us, but more specifically to uh, the mothers on this day as we celebrate them. Amen. Such a, a glorious time in the year. And we thank them not only today, but each and every day for the huge contributions that each of them make into our lives. If I could direct your attention to the book of First Kings, there's a familiar story there in the third chapter, beginning at the 16th verse, and I'd like to read down through the 28th verse. First Kings 3, 16 through 28. When you have it, say amen. In the 16th verse, it reads like this. Then came there two women that were harlots unto the king and stood before him. And the one woman said, O oh my Lord, I and this woman dwell in one house, and I was delivered of a child with her in the house. And it came to pass the third day after that I was delivered and that this woman was delivered also and we were together there were no stranger with us in the house save we too in the house and this woman's child died in the night because she overlaid it and she arose at midnight and took my son from beside me while Thine handmaid slept and laid it in her bosom and laid the dead child in my bosom. When I arose in the morning to give my child suck, behold, it was dead. But when I considered it in the morning, behold, it was not my son, which I did bear. And the other woman said, Nay. But the living is my son, and the dead is thy son. And this said, No, thy son, and the living is my son. Thus they spake before the king. And then said the king, The one saith, This is my son that liveth, and thy son is the dead and the other said nay but thy son is the dead and my son is the living and the king said bring me a sword and they brought a sword before the king and the king said divide the living child in two and give half to one give half to the other then spake the woman whose the living child was unto the king for her bowels yearned upon her son and she said oh my lord give her the living child and in no wise slay it but the other said let it be neither mine or thine but divide it then the king answered and said give her the living child and in no wise slay it she is the mother thereof. 
and all Israel heard of the judgment which the king had judged and they feared the king for they saw the wisdom of God was in him to do judgment and the word of the Lord is blessed I read all of that so I didn't have to preach it all but before we pray I would like you just turn to someone and just say with me my topic on this morning the proof of real love is in the sacrifice the proof of real love is in the sacrifice would you pray with me precious father we honor you and thank you lord jesus for god this opportunity oh god to speak god into the lives of these mothers we pray even now god that you would take control cause flesh god to decrease cause your spirit to increase lord share a word of impartment and encouragement into these lord jesus that they might continue oh god to be strong in the lord continue god to bless them as they make sacrifices to demonstrate the proof of their love to their family god we honor them on today and i know that you do as well god we pray even now god that every need that they have god you would supply it so that they might remain strong oh god and sure that you have called them to this almighty calling the calling of motherhood and we ask lord jesus that you would sanctify them this day and bless them so oh god that they might be used to encourage others in Jesus' name we pray we say thank you lord amen and amen you may be seated in my trying to define what some of the characteristics of motherhood is and really all about one of the things that i have got to say and i believe i've come to terms with is that motherhood consists of a love that god gives and he gives it to each and every woman that is that would become a mother and i believe that it's intrinsic to who she is afford me a, an opportunity to ramble here for a little bit i'll get to my point that love is internal it is inherent it is not merely something that is apparent by reason of accident but the love of a true mother is real motherhood can be partially defined as the makeup of her functions her substance who her source is her spirit which is the essence of who she is and when we begin to think in terms of her qualifications I speak of those predominant qualifications that speaks to the virtue of who she really is I guess we could go to Proverbs 31 but that, that, that's not where I want to lay my hat on this morning those most vital parts of her makeup is what really gives her the essence of who she is 
The physical matter is not really the thing that defines her, although in her own way, she is physically attractive. But that's not the thing that really creates who she is. Because there's a difference between essence defined by the aforementioned characteristics and the expression, which is the act of forcing out of one the vivid representation or the picture of who she really is. And so I believe that I can argue that the expression of who she is ought to be the showing of the essence of who she is on the inside. I believe it is possible for a woman as a result of essence to be a mother without the benefit of birthing a child. Conversely, I will say that you can give birth to a child and not yet possess the intrinsic nature of a mother. And so it's the essence that really matters, not the expression, because the expression is only validated through uh, the right essence that she possesses. A mother's love is strong and it is perfected, I believe, in the spirit of God. That the spirit becomes a strong influence of who she is. It's more than a feeling, hallelujah, that, that, that comes and goes anytime that essence is a spirit-controlled, hallelujah, uh, 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 thing. It becomes more than emotion. Anytime it's spirit, it's not governed by intellect. You can't nationalize it or express it the way or ex even explain it in many cases. When the Lord puts love in your heart, it's become, it becomes very difficult sometimes to articulate why you love the way you love. Why you love the way that you do. But it's because this thing is driven by the spirit of God that's on the inside. And anytime you are under the spirit, under the influence of the spirit, it causes you to become subject to sacrifice. And sacrifice becomes a source of divine redemption of which love is the spirit of redemption. Concluding that love and spirit go hand in hand and they complement each other suggesting that only when you are willing to make some sort of sacrifice do you really have the capacity to express real love if you don't possess the ability to vote against your own self-interest in order to bless somebody else then you don't have inside of you the real essence of love Love is the true motive or motivation for sacrifice. One of the things that's wrong in our world today and the thing that I find missing in our culture today is that there are not enough people in the world who are willing to sacrifice in order to make life better around them. 
And unfortunately, we all go through this narcissistic phase in our development as human beings. Let me explain. It happens first when we are toddlers, where we go through this, thing, this stage where everything is ours. And one of the first words that we learn how to say as a toddler is mine. And all of us go through this and hopefully most of us eventually grow out of it and realize that selfishness is not the way of life. Not the way that life is supposed to work. The problem is that most generally this narcissistic behavior can hang around from the time we are toddlers until some of us enter into adulthood. And I'm afraid that here lately, I've come across this behavior in some people. I'm not calling any names, but by now they're senior citizens and they still have this behavior. One of the problems that we're having in our society now is that folk are having babies these days who have not gotten out of this particular stage themselves, who are more concerned about their own interests than they are the well-being and the interests of the child that they've given birth to. And they themselves have not developed to the point to where they understand that, that having a baby means sacrifice. This sacrifice is really important because if that sacrifice is not there, if not proper attention is paid to the child, especially in formative years, hallelujah, glory to God, many times uh, there is psychological damage that is done to the child uh, and the child goes from childhood into the adulthood still wrestling and grappling with the same kind of issues. And they struggle in relationships because there is still damage and the debilitation from their childhood, glory to God, and, and they're at a disadvantage. And the people that they get in real, real, uh, relationships with, they are at a disadvantage because somebody failed them along the way when it was necessary to make sacrifices of real love because real love when you have a child demands sacrifice. And in case you haven't noticed, this world seems to be going crazy. In case you haven't noticed, it's hard to find real good people anymore. People that care anymore. In case you haven't noticed, something has gone wrong and the mental state of people is not where it once was. Uh, it, it's difficult for, for me to understand and get my mind wrapped around the fact that anybody that, that, that sees children, five, six, seven, eight years old, and you can take their lives, something is, is very, very wrong. You haven't given them an opportunity to even start living before you have taken their life. That is is not the way that God planned it. Something is seriously wrong, hallelujah, in the minds of people, glory to God, and even in the minds of lawmakers that can't see. And a lot of this has to do with relationships between the mother 
and that child in the early stages. And you ought to praise God right now, whoever you are, if you had a mother that loved you and sacrificed for you. You ought to praise, hallelujah, some woman that stepped in as a grandmother, as an aunt, as another uh, family member who stepped in, uh, hallelujah, when somebody was absent and made sure, glory to God, that you knew, hallelujah, the fear of the Lord, that you grew up, hallelujah, in the ways of holiness that helped raise you and gave you the proper guidance that you need because when you take responsibility for a child you have got to be ready to make some sacrifices and so we praise right now all the sacrifices that that individuals have made in order to get us to the place where we are right now so love becomes the activity of having a sacrificial nature. And if you have love, love is always moving. Love always expresses itself in a forward motion. Love is not dormant. Love is not interactive. Glory to God. Love cannot be put on a shelf and stored. Love is not static. Hallelujah. Love is literally the breath of God that flows through an individual. It's critical to understand that love is a spirit. It is the spirit of God because the Bible says that God is love. Which means that whenever there is love, God is present. Because there cannot be love without God. That's why in 1 John it says, everyone that loveth is born of God. Hallelujah. Because you cannot be born of God and not have love. But love does not exist only for those who are in God because whether you are saved or not, whenever God gets ready to love on you, he will love on you through somebody else. When God gets ready to establish love between two people, he demonstrates his love for the man through the woman. He demonstrates his love for the woman through the man. However, in reality, it is God who is loving both the man and the woman. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Because he is the one really that's doing all the loving. He's just using you and me as instruments to express what's on the inside of himself. Many times people try to love without having the love of God on the inside of them. And many times they fail to express themselves effectively and end up frustrating the entire relationship because they really don't know God. And if you don't know God, you really don't know love. Not realizing that they need the essence of God in their affairs because when your humanness would say... I can't go any farther with her. When your humanness says, I can't go any farther with her, the Spirit of God pushes you in the back 
and tells you you can go just a little bit further. I know the thoughts that I think toward you. Thoughts of peace and not evil to give you an expected end. So I need to push you. I know you don't want to go, but I can see farther than you can see. And so I'm going to push you. And sometimes you won't understand why God is doing what he's doing in the relationship. It's because he can see farther than you can and he knows the plans that he has for you. Thank you, honey, for never giving up on me. I trust that by now it's starting to pay some dividends. I praise God. Tell somebody I praise God for overriding my humanness until I was able, glory to God, to see what God sees and cause me to hang on in there. How do you know that God loves me? I know that God loves me because he gave me parents that love me. He gave me a darling wife that loves me. Just let me testify, he's given me sons and daughters that love me. Hallelujah. A church that loves me. And it all started out with my mother. Because mothers are a very special breed of person. Because something about a mother never affords her the opportunity to stop giving. Stop, never stops, never, she never stops making sacrifices. They have the capacity, I'm amazed, they have the capacity to put their children ahead of themselves. They are always trying to make life better for others. Many times, uh, glory to God, at the expense of not making life better for themselves. No distance is too far for a mother to go. Hallelujah. And I might add, there are some grandmothers that there's nothing too far for a grandmother to go. Hallelujah. To care for her children, to care for her grandchildren. It's this kind of sacrificial love that causes us to understand that, that God really is love. Glory to God. Uh, he is the expression of it through the Holy Spirit and the example of it through Jesus Christ. For the Bible said in St. John, for God so loved the world that he gave, that he sacrificed his only son. That whosoever believes on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Somebody say sacrifice. Sacrifice. Sacrifice comes from having the love of God down on the inside. This is how Paul puts it in 1 Corinthians 13 and 4. He says love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not boast. It is not proud. It does not behave itself unseemly. It is, it doesn't seek its own. It is not easily provoked. It keeps no record of wrongs. Thank you, Jesus. Rejoices not in iniquity, but rejoices in truth. Bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. The characteristics 
of the sacrifice that a mother makes. So what makes motherhood so powerful is that, that she has the God-given ability to sacrifice, which is a gift from the character of God that he has placed down on the inside of her. So let me get to my text so I can let you go home so you guys can go to dinner. In 1 Kings 3, we read of an issue that could not be handled between two women in a lower court because there was not enough evidence to make a good judgment as to which one of them was telling the truth. During that time, whenever it was too difficult for the lower court to make a decision because they didn't have a supreme court, it would be sent to the king in order to make the final judgment. And so King Solomon is presented with two women. And the Bible says they are harlots. And it's apparent that they have, as a result of their various court appearances, have drawn the attention of the entire community. And this attention is somewhat an embarrassment for both of them because they are young women coming up in a society where young women did not work outside of the home uh, but live with their fathers until they were married and had the support of their husbands. But in some rare cases, young men, women would, who didn't have jobs in this particular society, the only thing that they could do to make a living if they intended to live apart from their fathers was to engage in an occupation where they were deemed to be harlots. Now, before you get too down on them, and want to cast aspersions and so forth, the definition in this particular uh, instance is not exactly what you think. Not all the way. The harlot simply means they had heterosexual sexual relations. Okay? And so the harlot sells her body for hire and there are identifying characteristics that go along with this profession so that everybody knows what she does. And so these two woman, women lived in the same home together. They're sharing this house. And usually probably they're looked down upon a little bit by their community. Uh, but bear in mind that uh, before you start throwing rocks, understand that by reason of definition, many of us fall into that category. The only thing that always bothers me is you give the woman this ugly title, but you can't have heterosexual relationships without you get me you feeling me anyway they live together okay 
like to think that they didn't, when this incident took place, they were not expecting that they would garner all of this attention. Because nobody wants to expose their business to the public. And the only reason that they are making a public spectacle of themselves is because of the presumed love for this child. And there is something about a loving mother when you are fighting for your child. A loving mother will sacrifice how she looks in order to get what she needs for her child. She will sacrifice. She doesn't matter what you say about her, glory to God, when it comes to her child. She will sacrifice being in an unfavorable position when it comes to her child. She will sacrifice giving up her own life when it comes to her child. And that loves make her, makes her more powerful than those who cannot love like that. So now the case has to be adjudicated by the king as to who the living child really belongs to and who the dead child belongs to. And the one woman says that I and this woman, we dwell in the same house and I delivered a child and three days later she delivered a child. And one night while we were sleeping, she made a mistake and turned over and slept on her child and suffocated the child to death. Stop. My wife is an advocate, just in case you're doing it, for mothers not sleeping with infants. Put them in the crib. Don't put them under you. I know this Bible talks about laying it in your bosom. But as soon as you turn over, your bosom will suffocate the child. When she realized that that happened, in the middle of the night, she took my baby and put her dead baby in my bosom and when I rose the next morning to nurse my baby I saw that my baby was dead and I examined the baby more closely only to discover that that was not my baby because my mothers know who their children are and so Solomon needs the wisdom now of God to understand how the mother would think and what is the best course of action to take into determining who the real mother is and who has the best interest of this child at heart? Which one of these women will demonstrate sacrificial love and uh, which will project a more selfish attitude toward the baby? And we see this kind of self-centeredness being lived out in our everyday lives. And the Bible is, uh, supports this in scripture when the apostle Paul says in 2 Timothy chapter 3, know this also, that in the last days, 
perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedience to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of them that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of more than lovers of God hallelujah having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof we are living in such a perilous time that it's hard to find real love because there is so much hate and division and self-centeredness in the world what the world needs now is folk that have real love the love of God shown abroad in their hearts we live in such a time of wickedness until the love of many have a wax cold because people are so selfish until everything has to be about them. Any more that seem to be in the world, more takers than givers. More folk that lie and cheat rather than play by the rules. They won't be devoted to a marriage because they lack commitment. People go around making babies, but they don't want to take care of the responsibility and the babies that they make. Anymore, people will just lie to you and tell you that they love you only to get what they want out of you. And then they dismiss themselves from you. They just want to abuse you. Leave you hanging feeling hurt glory to God but I'm glad to tell you that we serve a God we serve a God that you can put your trust in we serve a God that is faithful hallelujah glory to God hallelujah God that walks in the spirit of who he is and we don't have to worry about hallelujah this flesh disappointing us that God will send you somebody that loves you that'll love you through your hurt and through your pain he will send you somebody that will love you all the way to good health and so I came this morning to let somebody know that God sees your labor of love and he sees the sacrifice that you have made toward God and God who is wise in all of his judgments is going to make things work out in your favor you've seen it before I don't know who I'm talking to uh, glory to God but God is up to something uh, God is in the midst of us turning things around uh, working it in our favor uh, weeping may endure for the night but, but I'm telling you joy is coming uh, in the morning I don't know how to say it, hallelujah, but I'm celebrating mothers. Glory to God, your sacrifice of love has not gone unnoticed by God. I'm reminded of the Lord says, be not weary in well-doing for in due season. Somebody say, it's my season. Hallelujah, in due season you shall reap. If you don't lose heart, let me get through. Solomon listens to these two women argue back and forth as to who was the one 
that was the mother of the baby that was living and who the child was and the mother was of the child that was dead and so they're going back and forth and they're arguing and I believe that while they were arguing Solomon's praying he's saying give me wisdom hallelujah to do what is right in this in this situation and so Solomon says this is what I'm going to do to him he orders his servant hallelujah bring me a sword He says, bring me a sword, but he commissions the servant to do the dirty work. He orders the servant to divide the living child in two and then give one woman half and give the other woman half. He really wasn't going to kill the child. He was just trying to set something up. And that's what God is trying to do right now. God is just trying to set somebody up. But the real mother had the proof that the living child was hers and the proof was in her sacrifice. I said the proof was in her sacrifice. Is there anybody in here that's willing to sacrifice for somebody else just so that you can prove that the love of God is down on the inside of you? When he gave the command, her bowels begin to yearn on the inside of her, the essence of who she really was and the love of God that was inside of her would not allow him to destroy the child. She says, oh my Lord, let the other woman have the child. And the other woman didn't have the presence of mind to be quiet. You can always tell who's willing to make a sacrifice and who's narcissistic. Understand when you really love somebody you'll be willing to make sacrifices for them. When you really love somebody, you'll go out of your way for them because the spirit of God that's on the inside of you won't let you hold your peace. When you love somebody, God gives you strength out of weakness. When you love somebody, he'll give you joy in the midst of sorrow. When you love somebody, God will give you power. And so I got good news for somebody that on the other side of your sacrifice uh, is a deeper depth in God. Uh, on the other side of your sacrifice uh, is a reward. Uh, hallelujah. Uh, glory to God. Uh, hallelujah. That you may uh, have to suffer now, but God sees it. That on the other side of your sacrifice is a reward from God. God said to tell somebody, I don't know who this is for, that everything that you have sacrificed, uh, hallelujah, every uh, time you have taken a back seat, uh, God said, I'm getting ready to make it up to you. 
you don't hear what I'm saying. God said, I'm getting ready to give it back. And when I give it back, I'm going to give it back, pressed down, shaken together, running over. I'm going to give you double for your trouble. Hallelujah. Somebody take a moment and just give God praise for what he's getting ready to do. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Your sacrifice have not gone unnoticed. John 15 and 13 says, Greater love has no man than this, that a man would lay down his life for his friends. Hebrews 12 and 1 how talks about Jesus seeing that we are compassed about with so great cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin that does so easily beset us and run with patience the race that is set before us looking unto Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith. Who for the prize? Who for the joy? Who for the reward? That was set before him, endured the cross, despised the shame, and now is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. So the other woman said, let it not be her baby or my baby, but divided. She just should have been quiet. She just said, shut your mouth. Sometimes we talk too much. We talk when we should be listening. But when she said, let it not be her baby or my baby, but divide it, then the king knew whose baby it was because the real mother was willing to make a sacrifice. And would never allow her child to be killed. I don't know who I'm talking to this morning, but God is getting ready to make it up to you. You might be carrying the load all by yourself, but God says, hallelujah, glory to God. Those that go weeping, glory to God, bearing their sheaves will doubtless come again. Hallelujah, singing praises and, and glorifying God and bringing their sheaves with them. God is going to turn your mourning into dancing. He is going to turn your tears, hallelujah, into praises. I wish I had somebody that didn't feel that felt like praising God. We've had enough examples. Hallelujah, the miracle working power of God. We've, uh, we've got examples and testimonies of how in a moment God can turn everything around. Uh, hallelujah, he keeps telling us, I'm getting ready to do it. Uh, I'm doing it in your midst. Uh, I did it for that section. Uh, I'm doing it this week for this section. I'm doing it over here next week. And I'm getting ready to pray because I've been up too long but but uh, just let me say this that when when God is doing something for somebody can we rejoice with them 
but those that God is doing it for, it would be easier to rejoice with you if you rejoice. You let God give me a testimony that he's given some of you all. I may have a David moment where I dance out of my jacket and I dance out of my shoes. Y'all getting too comfortable for me. God doesn't have to do what he's been doing. Hallelujah. You could be singing a sad song this morning. Hallelujah. But God has given you reason to rejoice. Would you stand all over the building? I'm giving you all up. God has blessed us. It's evident as we stand here and we see the result of the love of so many mothers. We are the physical expression of the love that so many have sacrificially given to us. And I'm hopeful that when we have these opportunities, amen, to give back, to appreciate them, that we will do it with all of the fervor and the love that we can muster because, in my opinion, they are so deserving of it. I appreciate my wife on this morning because I've watched her in her sacrifice uh, and perhaps it would make some other men jealous of how much love she lavishes on my sons and on my daughters and they're probably jealous because of how much more love she lavishes on our grandchildren get a little bit of the residual I'm good just don't leave me all the way out she doesn't she somehow has the ability to love me enough and I'm not upset with the love that she gives to Constance I was never able to go to my grandmama's house anytime I got ready. I had to make an appointment. I'm not jealous. I'm just saying. But we praise the Lord for our mothers. I know she's not the only one that if some of you had the microphone, you'd be saying some of the same things. 
but I want to pray for our mothers on today. They mean so very much uh, to us. We'll have an opportunity next month to encourage fathers. It probably won't look like this. But we're used to it now. Let's pray. Let me get out of here. Let you guys go. Gracious Father, we come with thanksgiving on today. Thanking you, Lord Jesus, for every benefit that has come our way and primarily through the gifting and the sacrifices that these our precious mothers have made. God, I pray right now, God, that you will reward them for their sacrifice. You promise in your word, Lord, that no amount of sacrifice that they would make, oh God, would go unnoticed, unrewarded. And so I beseech thee, oh God, that you would cause, God, your spirit to dwell in them richly. God, and I pray, oh God, that you would, would certainly, oh God, give them back, God, double for every sacrifice. God, that they have made, had to make. Some that they don't talk about. Some that perhaps we would never, ever even know about. They have made that sacrifice. And we're just praying and believing, God, that you're going to make it up to them. Continue to encourage them. Inspire them. We pray that you will continue to anoint them, oh God, because we need them even the more in this hour. And we pray, oh God, for uh, these at large, Lord, whether they be mothers or not, we pray, oh God, that the love of God would, would, would move upon each and every one of us, Lord, so that we would be instruments of love, so that the world would know that the Spirit of God is on the inside of us because we have love one for another. We ask, Lord Jesus, now that you would go with them, oh God. Keep them in the center of your will. Glory to God. Bless them in their going out and in their coming in. Oh God, in their work, in their leisure, in their rising, in their setting. We pray, oh God, that they would not only be blessed, but will continue to be a blessing. And we'll give your name the glory. We'll give you the honor and the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. We say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, let's praise the Lord for our mothers one more time. While you're standing, we're going to let you go. If you came here prepared, Amen. To become a member of Tabernacle of Praise Church, we're not going to do it on Mother's Day. We're not going to upstage this day. We're going to encourage you to come back next week. We'll open the doors of the church next week.